You should say that almost after everything you say. What? I shouldn't have said that. That was an overstatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make your life way easier. <laughs> And the more of a Boy Scout he is, the more I love him. You know, you got to go out, maybe shovel the snow, and then maybe do some errands, run to the post office with a raging heart on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Steve, Dave. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Tell Em Steve, Dave. I'm here with a BQ. Hello. And I'm here with Walt. Yo. On this blustery, shitty, cold day. God, I fucking cannot stand. I think I think I may become a snowbird eventually. Which yeah. is what? One of those people that like moves down to Florida once they hit a certain age, which is rapidly approaching. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was like I went outside today to feed uh, my my various creatures, um, and uh, it was so cold. It was like they were saying it was like one degree. It felt like right out there. Oh, it's, it's it's too much. I've heard of a new method for combating the cold. I've not heard this before, but there's supposed to be a, a football game tonight in Buffalo. Expecting it to be below 20 with the wind chill, minus 20 with mm. the wind chill. And the players have been um, told that they should take Viagra because it helps the blood move everywhere. Really? I maintain wow. with all that all that body contact, though, aren't there dangers of, <laughs> yeah. of, of erections? <laughs> and- That's a risky move. <laughs> <laughs> like, you can't help it, right? I mean, you're, it's against your will when you're taking the uh, those kind of... The blue of- chew? <laughs> if you're, uh, I mean, if you're experiencing a certain amount of friction, I feel like, regardless of the source, <laughs> you, <laughs> you, you may end up yeah, with a... Wow, God, that's, that's I had uh, never heard that before. I had never heard that either, but, but I mean, how much could it, I mean, how much <laughs> blood could it move around that it would make you warm? Uh, I, you know, since I, I, I can't say that I've ever had any experience with it, maybe, you know, maybe it does make your body temperature rise a little bit. Huh. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I, I that was a headline in a, like a major news article. Really? Yeah. And, uh, but like, like, don't they all have to get prescriptions? Exactly. For it? Like, <laughs> That's what I was just like, how are you going to get prescriptions that quick and get, you know, and filled by, by game time? Right. I mean, when you got the NFL money, <laughs> you don't even need the prescriptions. <laughs> They'll just get you know, what you need. But would you yeah. consider, um, like on a day like today, you know, you got to go out. Maybe shovel the snow and then maybe do some errands, run to the post office with yeah, a raging yeah. heart on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so I have a Woody the entire time, no matter what I'm doing? You got it's your funny too, on. <laughs> You're getting from a heated car. Like All you're doing is like the car, the walk from the car to the, to the post office is all you're warm for. <laughs> 
<laughs> so you're walking around with a giant boner. Just to- like women are shuffling their children aside. Like, don't go near him. Sure is cold out, huh? Yeah. <laughs> How about this weather? <laughs> I don't feel it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I might just put on like another, like a vest. <laughs> and, it, and let's say you want to maybe have some relations later on like how many blue ch- how many i don't want to say blue chew but how many of these types of enhancements can, not enhancements what i guess i'll just say Viagra, boosters boosters can you take in one day before it's kind of like not safe i think it's one <laughs> <laughs> so you gotta, what's more important to you keep them warm or risking your health and life <laughs> or, or getting some uh some, some nook nookie and in, in, you know yeah, some byproduct in, in the evening yeah, yeah. What would Tom Brady do in this situation? Oh my God! He if it meant winning a Super Bowl, I think he'd go celibate for the rest of his life. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I think a Super Bowl wouldn't. He would give up. Um, ever have? He would have a dry dick for the rest of his life. For really, Super Bowl, even right? I think so. With his wife, he would still. He would That's still. All those rings already. Yeah. <laughs> There's he only has... one ring he should be concerned with at this point. And, uh, <laughs> I'd like to think he would be all in on the uh, on the on the Super Bowl trophy more than you know. Than Giselle, Carl pleasures. Yeah, you know, it's kinda, that's how I'd like to. Think of Tom Brady. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I like to think the opposite. Actually, he has kids. It's not like he he needs to do it again. I mean, I'm sure well, he's gotten his full his fill of. You yeah, know, if anybody's gotten their fair share of ass, it's probably Tom Brady. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't he married know. Married for? Oh, he's been married for quite a while. Yeah, yeah. it seems. It. Yeah, is there a trophy that you would give up, Nucky, uh, for for the rest of your life? I don't think so. I mean, I'm trying to think of anything I would be good enough to even compete for a trophy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I like I, like that uh, the podcast awards we just won. Yeah. If we get another one, <laughs> yeah, the picnic Olympic trophy. <laughs> Sorry, Frank. There's no pussy for life, but it's mine. <laughs> I have an MTV Movie and TV award up upstairs on my mantle that right. we won. And uh, I can tell you that it is it is like when you're walking through your living room and you have that trophy there mm-hmm. and you look at it, it's pretty nice. It's pretty nice. You, you know, you, you look at it, it reminds you of an achievement, man. Well, so like maybe there's a Golden Globe or an Emmy that you might want, you know, that you would uh, <laughs> <laughs> make a, such a sacrifice for. <laughs> oh, I mean, I'm only 45. Um, and how long do you think. like? I mean, I know everybody wants to think that you know you're going to go in your 90s. So it's only another 45 years, though. It's only literally <laughs> your entire life so far. <laughs> yeah, and I already went like the like the first like like what was how old was I? God, I don't even remember. Like 16 years mm-hmm. without it. So yeah, so you've shown that you could do it. Yeah, well, easy. <laughs> Cakewalk. <laughs> you got this. Like, like with my luck, like I would have done it last year for a Golden Globe, and then they would have fucking canceled the Golden yeah. Globe. <laughs> 
Yeah, all the award shows are, are being canceled, right? Because of the Omnicrom? Uh, I think it's it's that and pe- the ratings are so low at this point. Yeah. Like people, they're yeah. just like, we don't care. And the um, celebrities are boycotting them for different reasons. Oh, okay. You know? Yeah. It's not enough diversity, so I'm not going to the Golden Globes, and that way they can, you know, virtue signal and look like good people. The yeah. the um the, the the numbers just keep rising, bro. It's just like oh, I every, know. everybody <laughs> I know is it's like I'm sick. I you know I got a, I got yeah. COVID. Uh, my mom, my mom, it just got over it. Yeah, was a little concerned, but you know she she's okay now, um, and she's she had all the shots. Oh really? Yeah, I just got my booster the other day. Yeah, you how'd, know, you, how'd so. you fare? Uh, headache for like a day and a half, mm-hmm. but other than that, nothing. Where'd you get it at? Uh, Walgreens. You get it in your arm now? Yeah, no. well, I think that's the only place you're allowed to get it. Right? <laughs> oh, I, I got it in I'm my like, sir. <laughs> <laughs> when I get my booster, I'm going to ask for it in my fanny because I don't think because my arm hurt too much. Yeah, I don't use. I don't. I mean, I could just sit on my ass, you know, but like my arm is just hurting. Sure, you're like I'm an artist, man. I can't be <laughs> fucking around with this shit. I don't draw with my ass. <laughs> no, I don't do anything with it. <laughs> How did your mother fare good. better or worse than you did? Oh, much better. Well, much you better. know, obviously, you know, she was a little nervous, and I told her, "It's like you know, you you really will probably have a very mild case. You had all the shots, so you should be fine." You know, trying to keep her morale up, but she, you know, and she's nervous. You know, she's of an age. Yeah. But you know she she's okay. She had she had different symptoms than I did. You know she had uh, like a horrible head cold. I didn't have any congestion at all. Mm. But everybody's different. It's crazy. I don't know. It's it's bizarre. I'm glad she's okay, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. Knock on wood, man. That, uh, that's it. She don't get it no more. And uh, but yeah, but everybody, Victor. Victor got Victor's it. Victor's been struggling. You know he's he had the high fevers, but yeah, he said he's getting better. I thought he had yeah, it already for some reason. Everybody feels like they've they've had it lately. Yeah. They do. I, again, we already talked about it last week, though. But um, I think I said this though. They said that uh, they expect in the spring, though, it's going to be a much better place coming out of uh, coming out of the winter because of how many people have had it. They'll be you'll be getting closer to the um, the magic number for where you can start talking about uh, herd immunity. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I, I thought we were supposed to be there already. I thought we were supposed to be there like last May or something. I don't know. That's what I heard on TV. I heard a couple, couple of uh, big brains, you know, saying that uh, that we're going to be. It's going to be rough. It's going to be horrible to go through it because a lot of people are going to get infected. But um, come spring, though, we're going to be looking a lot better in terms of the where we're at now, though. Right. I saw I was reading this article about the uh instances of people dying that didn't have like comorbid, you know, like diabetes or mm-hmm. something. And it's like it's almost immeasurable. It's so small. It's yeah. like most people get better. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I just never see you know, it's fucking cr- I thought we were flattening the curve for two weeks. <laughs> I, 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 I don't know. No. Yeah, it's crazy, man. It's it's nuts. Uh who fucking knows? What are you gonna do? And then I, they they said the CDC is recommending uh, the K95 masks now mm-hmm. for um, not for the general public yet, but they're saying like basically they're saying the fabric ones, like the ones that 
most people wear that look like you know uh, like a, a dental hygienist would wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't do shit. I don't know. I can't believe that though, because you've seen like throughout history, you have seen doctors, nurses, dentists, assistants wear those masks. They have to do something. Yeah, they have to do something. Do. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I, to say to say uh, they don't do shit. Yeah, that was an overstatement. But they don't do nearly as much as they're supposed to. I guess you should say that almost after everything you say. What I shouldn't have said that. That was an overstatement. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It'll make your life way easier. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, Q, uh, I, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, no. I was gonna say I, I'm I'm with that. I I, uh, I even if it's a fucking five percent chance, that's better. I'll slap that thing on my face. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like that's that argument doesn't hold that what much with me because I'm just like, but if it's any percentage, why wouldn't you wear it? Uh, I don't know. For the same reason, you're like you go out. Like you know, there's a certain percentage chance you may get. Well, I guess so, I mean yeah. if like you, if you're going on a plane or you're going, you know what I mean. Yeah, you're, going, right. you're going in a place yeah, where yeah. you're going to be breathing the same air with somebody. Yeah, yeah I don't know. I, move, I, yeah, to wear the mask. I, I'll probably wear a mask on a plane. I guess for the rest of my life at this point, just because it also just fucking it's a nice disguise too. It's nice. Yeah. Yeah. So that'll be sweet. <laughs> this this COVID thing's really working out for me, guys. <laughs> really. Well, did you hear the study now that people look sexier and more attractive in masks? So I mean, no. Beth has me wear five Dude. at night. <laughs> <laughs> it has happened. It has happened to me where I, I got mask catfished, where I was talking to someone and I was like, wow, this, this, this is an attractive human. And then they took off the mask and I was like, ooh, put that mask back on. It looked like mask. <laughs> yeah. 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 So it's, it's happened to me. Yeah, I, I, I can tell in you. Britain that said that uh, people really are find people more attractive when they're wearing the mask because I guess yeah. you're only getting to see like a third of someone's face, the top yeah. eyes. And Not their janky yeah. nose and their yeah. rotten teeth and shit like that. <laughs> yeah. and, and in Britain, you know, if, 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 you know, I don't know if it's a stereotype, but, you know, the teeth are not always, you know, the best attribute of, of uh, a Brit. Right. Yeah. So we hear. So we hear, yeah. We, we can still insult Brits. It's all right. come for us yet. We're trying to. We're trying to change. We're trying to do better. <laughs> we don't know if we can assault the Brits. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. The, you know, I, 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 it, it has happened to me, so I know it's true. Because a nice set of eyes is a nice set of eyes on anybody. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, but you know, it's when you throw in the other disfigurements that go on there. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm talking about myself here. Uh, you know, it's, it's, you know, you got to reveal your flaws. Yeah. So for this, I mean, leading up to this episode, I cannot tell you guys how often I get bombarded with, um, requests for us to do more. I buy comics mm-hmm. A show on Patreon, A show on Patreon and, that seemingly is the most requested show that people have. Oh, wow. Yeah, they want more. And um, so I thought we would give uh, them some more, but on the on the free. Okay. Tell them Steve Dave feed, a little I buy comics. I love it, dude. It's, I, I, you know, some of those emails that you got might have come from me even. I, I love doing <laughs> this. I sell comics. I love talking comics, man. It's my favorite. 
Yeah, people seem to really dig hearing your thoughts on the comic book industry. Yeah, uh, are you are you currently up to date? Are you following all all the titles that you like? You know, how, how is yeah. the industry? Because I'm out of the game. I don't work in a comic book store anymore, so I don't see or read any current any titles. I heard that the industry, you know, is still you know trying to recover from COVID. Yeah, it's it's what's good is good. Uh, you know, you're always going to have your, your your books that hold up. You know, um, some some books are not as good, but it's not always the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like the good is still good and the, and, and the not is not. Do you, you find know? yourself buying as much today as you were buying maybe even five years ago? No, way, way less. Way less. Way less. The, yeah, the new crop of writers, aside from some notables, haven't really landed with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it might be my age. I think oh, I might. Yeah. It's like yeah, music, I, bro. Yeah, they're they're you not can age I, out of comics. Yeah. Oh, I did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, the stuff. I mean, look, I didn't because I still read it every week. Yeah, I, I, Q I has it. He's on his way. Yeah, he's, he's still a kid. A still. Yeah. <laughs> he's still a kid. <laughs> but I, I, you know what I have started doing is reading a lot of trades. I read a ton of trades of of storylines that I loved. Oh, so you're going back to the to the stuff that you uh, remember fondly? Yeah, that's been happening. Which is like, and I never really did that before. So it's like, so there's a lot of material there, and I've forgotten most of it. So it's it's been pretty good to me. Like I, I'm, I'm rereading uh, Jeff Johns's uh, Green Lantern run mm-hmm. now, again, and and I just read that he's coming back to yeah. do a flash a Flashpoint sequel. Yeah, so that's pretty cool. Like that's the sort of shit I'm into. Like I find that like. The idea. Well, what's the matter? Why are you? Two no, you're. It, it looks like you're like speeding up. Yeah, like it's like you're, you freeze, and then when it catches up, you're in fast motion. Yeah, so it's it strange looks like, looking. Uh, it looks like you're going a million miles per hour. <laughs> oh, okay. Right. Yeah, um, yeah. So, I, like, I that's what I look for. Like, John's, I always thought brought big comic booky ideas to comic books, and yeah. I feel like a lot of writers today they don't seem to care. About the big comic booky <laughs> ideas, they just don't. They a, a lot of comics today just seem to be like mouthpieces for the author, right? And I'm like, I don't, I don't want that, man. Like I, I like you're not more important than the character, so I wish you would stop doing that. I think, uh, I think the the audience and myself, you would be a good editor, you know, mm-hmm. at, at at Marvel or DC because. Uh, you know, that's a great comment, you know, commentary. You're not bigger than the character. Yeah, you're yeah, just yeah. not. That's smart. Yeah, but, yeah. but, you know, I, I I don't know that I would make a good editor because I don't know how long <laughs> I would last. I think people would be like, get this fucking guy out of here. This, this um, is for old people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my only tether to, the, to co- the comic book industry at this point is me buying old material – you know, packaged in a masterwork or packaged in an omnibus. That's like the only connection I have to comics at this point. And it's the one that gives me, I found like, I'm. it's, it's all I need. Like it, it gives me the utmost pleasure and I'm happy w- with what, how I'm proceeding in, with, in, with comics in 2022. Oh, that's great. Yeah. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Right. Like in that, like, well, yeah, but it, I guess it's kind of sad though that like I have zero interest in keeping up with any of the characters that I loved, you know, what they're doing currently, and and it's not in a way that I'm mad about it. It's not. I just like I just kind of like it's. I just don't have any interest. And not not in a bad way where I'm like I'm pissy or 
or shaking my fist when I just when defeated. I, <laughs> <laughs> but I thought yeah. since I we sprung up, we had this idea kind of on the quick to do an I buy comics for all for all those and who who and let it be said. Tell them, Steve, Dave. We listened to the audience. They they demanded some I buy comics, Bry. And they get it. And they're going to get it. So I got to do. <laughs> we'll bend to your every whim. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that. I will say this, Walt. Looking through, because you know I mainly buy comics comicsology these days. Digital. Um, yeah, digital has. I've made the flip to that. Um, I would say 95 percent of my books are DC. Wow, that's surprising. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I would not I, have thought I've, that. I would have thought right down the line. I've always leaned DC over Marvel, with but I've always lo- like that's not no slam against Marvel. Like I also love Marvel, but I'm looking at my 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 pull list right now, and it is all fucking DC, dude. And now, um, how do you get rid of the books after you bought, purchase them? Or like, do they take up a lot of space on your phone if you were to keep them? Well, it's kind of like, um, well, I do it on my iPad and the, the files aren't that big, but I have a Comixology account, which is Amazon. Oh, Amazon so like owns Comixology. So, so now I just download the books that I want. And the good thing about the Comixology app is like, if you sign up, like I have the monthly, I sign up for like the monthly thing where a lot of their back library, like all that Jeff Johns Green, Green Lantern stuff was fr- free. It's called borrowing the book. You just download it and you can read it. It's great. And it's part of it. And then any new purchases, you get 15% off as well. Uh-huh. So I find that the Comicology app really works for me. Is he sneaking a commercial in here? <laughs> I'm not. I got no, I've got no association with Comicology. They're not paying, they're not, but that's what I'll do. So all my, all my issues are in the cloud, but you once said something really wise. You said if you own a digital copy of a comic, you don't really own the comic. You not remember the, saying yeah, that? Not in the way that like we have defined owning something. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah. you'll never be able to go to anybody and be like, oh man, I need some quick cash. Let me sell my digital downloads of my of my back <laughs> issues. Ain't happening. Right. But if you have some key happening. issues and you need some quick cash, you know, you could flip them. But this right. is this is a this is for a readers uh, only, and it's not for collecting purposes. Right. If, you're, if you're into the into the hobby for collecting and for trying to score books that may have value, increase in value in years, yeah, you you're probably not into digital. No, definitely definitely not. Because why would you even be interested at all? I do have a lot of uh, uh the what are the the graded books. You I have, have like CGC. a nice stack. I didn't realize, of, yeah, you had a, a collection going there. Yeah, yeah, I got, I got a nice. How many stack CGC of them. books do you think you currently own? Probably about fifteen. And you 15, sent them in, 20. or you bought them already graded already? Both. 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 Yeah, I tend to grade books that are like I have like this thing where I'll do like a book that's not worth much money, like Kyle, like Kyle, Kyle Rayner's like first appearance in costume, mm-hmm. just because I love it. I'll, right. I'll get it done. But I have like Ghost Rider's first number one, like his first appearance of Johnny Blaze on the bike. Oh, Marvel uh, Spotlight Five. I got that. I, I have uh, I have a few ones that are like up there. In uh, I heard you had a you and you told me you had Amazing Spider Man one twenty nine graded, right? W- which one's that again? Uh, first Punisher. Oh yeah, I do have that. I have first Punisher graded. Yeah, like nine point four two. That's a big wig right there. That's a high yeah. roller right yeah. there. Yeah. 
Well, you know what? I just waited to like, remember when everybody turned on the Punisher a few years ago? <laughs> and suddenly, suddenly people are like, your Punisher, he can't ever be seen again. Nobody, I was like, ah, perfect. I swung it and I bought it, but it looks like he's coming back, which is great. Which is great. But like I said, since we kind of did this on the quick, we didn't have time to read anything. And, but I thought we could do everybody's top five favorite comic book character ever this is tough yeah now Bry, was sure it tough you, for I'm you sure Bry? Not tough for you Bry. <laughs> uh i have one i came with one i thought it was buddy bradley was your f- oh buddy oh i forgot about buddy bradley okay i have two then yeah <laughs> <laughs> well you go first Bri. Oh, so three um well but, you know what let me real quickly read, we- to, read to you uh from my you know, my uh, tablet yeah something about raycon <laughs> <laughs> uh a lot of people don't even make resolutions and you know what? We get it. But that doesn't mean you shouldn't find a way to shake things up, whether it's by switching up your workout routine or going someplace new. Whatever way you challenge yourself this new year, there's no better way to do it than with a pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears. I walk around my house with my Raycons on. Do you? Just listen to shit all the time, you know, like audiobooks and that kind of stuff. Because, I mean, how much can I talk to Mary Beth about? I mean, <laughs> I mean all day, every day. Like, come on. Uh, Raycon wireless earbuds are the best way to bring audio with you because no matter how much you shake things up, literally no matter how much you shake, you know they won't fall out of your ears. Their everyday buds look, feel, and sound better than ever. And there's an awareness mode where if you need to listen to your surroundings, you take your Raycons with you and uh, you uh, there's a certain, I don't know, you flip something, some kind of switch, and they work. Um, they offer eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life, and the price just right. You got audio quality. You get quality audio at half the price of other premium brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 48,000 five-star reviews. And they uh, – it's true. I mean, I don't, they're, they're telling us uh, – oh, they want us to do a live shake test during the read. Well, I don't have them with me, so I'm not going to be doing that to try well, to shake them out of your ears. Well, why on earth – on an audio podcast, can't you just say you're shaking your head like, yeah. like a dog getting out of the bath? Well, Walt, let me tell you, these <laughs> copywriters don't really think of things like this. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go over in the corner. I'm going to put mine in. Oh, you see, I see talking. you doing it. Okay. You keep talking, and I'm gonna just going to I'm gonna run into the wall at full speed, right? <laughs> head first, and see if these if these suckers are going to fall out. All right? all right, I'll finish right up. You, you right, go ahead keep and going. do that. All right. Right now, Tom, Steve, Dave listeners can get 15% off their Raycon order at buyraycon.com slash T-E-S-D. That's buyraycon.com slash T-E-S-D to save. Whoa. And that's to save 15% on Raycons. Buyraycon.com slash T-E-S-D. I noticed that your Raycons have not fallen out of your ears. Still in. All right. The shake test. (laughs) Successful. Tightest ear holes in the game. (laughs) Are they waterproof? Because now he's got blood running down the forehead. Uh, okay, so we're talking about favorite comic book characters. I thought I was judging yours, so I didn't come with five. Uh, well, just give, just give us your your but, favorite. Uh, one. Uh, I really like Deadpool a lot. Deadpool, yeah, Deadpool. That's a that's a very uh, popular answer. That would be like you know that's the everyman answer. Yeah, like because the, like Deadpool is like Harley Quinn right now. You know, like oh is he? Yeah, like everybody's yeah. in a Harley Quinn outfit at, right. at the convention. I'm every girl, like every dude is in a Deadpool costume. Uh, so you're co- that's okay though. I love well, it. Poser, but, <laughs> but I admit it. <laughs> I really like the movies. I just I like this. The as far as, as far as comic book movies go, my experience being um, the Deadpool movies and the Eternals. I really like. Them. <laughs> <laughs> I really like Deadpool a lot. 
Yeah, Deadpool's good. Uh, Colin, uh, Colin Bunn wrote um, the best Deadpool I ever thought. I thought Colin Bunn's Deadpool was legitimately like he's become Deadpool's become like basically like a class clown at this point. He's like Bugs but there Bunny. was yeah, there was a brief period where he was in Colin Bunn's hands where he was legitimately dangerous and insane, and I thought that that was the best version of that co- of that character. Um, it, it is Deadpool. One of your top five, Q? No. No. Okay. All right. No, so, he, all right. he wasn't even I, – I had a list of eight right here that I couldn't even like sort through. You and, can't whittle it down, you're saying? No. I mean I got it to the top five or six, but yeah, I got I got a rough – I mean I know who my number one is. There was never a question about that. Mm-hmm. But after that, it kind of became like – you know, harder, harder to cut people out. Your number one isn't Buddy Bradley, is it? <laughs> no. <laughs> Buddy Bradley from no. Hate, a, co- a comic series that came out in the early 90s, I yeah. guess, somewhere in there. Yeah. Peter um, ba- Bag, Peter right? Bag, yeah. Yeah. He, um, and it's basically, it's very of a, of the times, very grunge, mm-hmm. uh, based out of like a, it's a guy from, who lived in New Jersey and moved out to Seattle and he's part of the whole grunge scene and he has his friend Stinky. Who's like a total fuck up drug? And now this was a comedy, or what would you describe? Yeah, I, yeah, it was definitely uh, Did it make comedic. You laugh? Some, yeah, but you, and you know why? It wasn't really the writing as much as the art. Mm-hmm. Like the the art was, uh, I don't know, it would make me lol. <laughs> 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 yeah, I would, if you could find like I found it for really cheap, like the trade paperbacks, they were like two dollars each on eBay. Yeah, so, so I picked them all up. And I know if, they did a massive hardcover too of it. Hmm. Oh, did they? Yeah, like the complete hate. It's like a nice, beautiful. Uh, oh, wow. yeah, you should look for its slipcase and everything. I have to look into it. Yeah. All right. So you're you're going to judge us? Wow. Well, I, I mean, because I, I probably have heard of most of your favorite. Yeah, characters. I, I got a feeling that there's no deep cuts. Maybe there's one. But maybe. of course, uh, Fool Killer. Oh, I forgot about oh, Fool Killer. Yeah. Fool Killer. Yeah. Which should be coming up on iBuy Comics sometime soon. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll dig back into Fool Killer. All right, Q. So, what do you want? Who? What do you want to start off with? Number five or your honorable mention? Um, I don't know. You, I don't know, man. I, I, I I'm so in knots about this list. I feel like the characters are listening <laughs> and like they're gonna feel. So, you tell me, man. Like, how do you want to do All it? Right, I'll go I, with my honorable mention first. Okay, my first honor. So, I have seven. I I middled it down to my top five, but. The first guy who didn't make the cut is a character called Grimjack, which I'm sure nobody listening or even at the table is that familiar with, really. But it was a character, uh, independent, first comics by a writer named John Ostrander. And and, and I always thought it would make a great movie. I really won't give that much into it because I don't think anybody can really appreciate it listening because it's so obscure. But it was about the, uh, a mercenary, a hired gun who, wor- who worked in a city called Sinashore. And it was like a, a city that would constantly be teleporting in and out of different realities. So like a street that was there yesterday may be gone the next day. And when and a different street pops up, it's just a street full of vampires. Oh, it was that's like, cool. It was always changing. The city was always like like – morphing into something else and he was this tough ass old gun for hire who lost everything and he was just like you know just that kind of common yeah. like uh you know nothing all that new but just placed in this where he'd be fighting ninjas one episode one comic and then the next comic he may be fighting like 
you know, space aliens. It was just he, he, this guy did could do anything at any point, and it was just a series that really uh, I adored. I can't believe that it was never turned into something of an animated movie or a, or a film, though. Grim Jacket. Not the material, but I remember the name well because yeah. you and Kev used to slobber yeah. over. Oh, Grim Jacket. <laughs> <laughs> what what, what, what company put him out? First Ooh. Comics. And then uh, when First Comics went under in the late 90s uh, or early 90s, uh, IDW finally got the rights after a long legal battle. But it was never – it could never – you could never break through in the industry itself to be like a top seller. It was always going to be this cultish kind of comic book that if you knew what it was, you dug it. Tim Truman, you ever heard? He's an, he was the artist on it. He he was the co-creator. I don't know if you remember that name, Q. No, not offhand. What else? Hawk World. I mean, I, um, yeah. I was uh, never a big Hawk World He guy. was a very gritty, very – I loved his art. But yeah, Tim Truman, John Ostrander, Grimjack. They, he didn't make the cut, and I'm glad he didn't because surprised that barely remembers it. So I'm getting judged on this. So I'm glad he was an honorable mention. Um, what do you got, Q? I mean, I have four honorable mentions. Gotta, <laughs> I don't yeah, know. Go ahead. All right, so I got uh, Spider Jerusalem is on the bottom of the list. Oh, Transmet. from uh, Transmet. Transmet, yeah. Um, and he was essentially Hunter S. Thompson in the future. He's a journalist. Uh, on the right side, but it takes place in this futuristic society where everything's fucked up. Like there's this great storyline about um, people who are frozen now, like um, what do they call that? Um, cryogenics. cryogenics. And like how like when they wake up in the future, like they're basically like – people are like, why the fuck are you here? Like they're not – it's not <laughs> oh, exciting. Like, yeah, they're <laughs> like and – they, they, and, and they come out and they have no – they have no – property they have nothing so they're forced to live in like these like hovels with other people from the past and it was like all all sorts of weird ideas like that and spider jerusalem was this journalist who who came out to like fight the man in it and uh it was filled with all those ideas that i love so much which are just like you're not going to see them anyplace else in comics and uh and transmit i thought i thought nailed that man i think that's a series that easily could translate to a film or a or oh, a series, yeah. I'm surprised it hasn't. Warren Ellis, Derek Robertson, as I recall, mm-hmm. it's just so well done, and each story arc builds on the one before it, and and it's just it's just fucking. And he's a great character. How many issues like did a, that last for? Did it go 100? I think it did at least 75 because there's like 10 trades. Okay, like if you, I have the collection on my shelf. Uh, so he was a big one uh, on that list. Ghost Rider. For me, he ah, I am shocked. He's honorable mention. I'm telling you, man, this is tough. This is tough. Which Ghost Rider uh, is going to mean mean a lot to Bry's final decision? Because mm-hmm. um, Bry, I'm sure, he, wants to go old school with Johnny Blaze, and I know you're trying to go in Danny Ketch. I'm Danny Ketch, but oh, I boy. think but <laughs> Danny Ketch is my Ghost Rider. But I, I understand that that that's most people would say. It's it's Johnny Blaze. I, I I couldn't argue with a Johnny Blaze guy. Well, who's is it? Robbie Ray's is the new Ghost Rider. Yeah, that I could argue with. That's <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I remember I was in Marvel's office when when um, that first came out. Robbie Reyes came out, and 
it was the first issue came out with him in that car instead of yeah. the motorcycle, right? It's a Charger now, I think, or something like that, Johnson, with the – Well, it's, and, I think it's Bryce's car, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You are Robbie Reyes. Um, I and I was in the Marvel's <laughs> office and I was getting a tour and they were like, oh, you want to see the Ghost Rider uh, at a, a room because it has all the future covers and artwork on the wall and stuff. And I went in there and I remember talking to the editor at the time. I don't remember his name. And I was like, wow, the car. I was like, what made you go with the car? And he goes, he goes, you're not sick of that motorcycle? He goes, everybody's sick of that motorcycle. And I remember looking at this guy being like, oof. <laughs> you said oof. You didn't go, yeah, yeah, I'm sick of the car. <laughs> no, no. I, I didn't say oof. I didn't say oof. But I remember being like, well, I, I, I like the motorcycle. But like, I remember thinking like, I don't know if a guy who doesn't like the motorcycle should be in charge of Ghost Rider. I was like, I don't get get it. And Robbie Reyes as a character has done absolutely zero to earn his spot. He's done nothing. The car looks stupid. Like it's just dumb to always have this car like in the middle of an Avengers like battlefield or something like that. You're just like, where is he draw? I don't know. I never got into Robbie Reyes. Now what makes you um, like uh, Danny Ketch so much? I mean, I know it was probably right in your sweet spot. Yeah, it was my sweet spot. It was I, I in fact, I was aware of Danny Ketch before Johnny Blaze. You that know what I mean? Like I, yeah. a big difference. Cause yeah. when Johnny blades came back, I was like, who's this fucking old man with a ponytail? <laughs> it's like, get the fuck out of here. Yeah. Um, but uh, since then I've come to learn, uh, Johnny blaze, uh, as much. This is a tough one. that didn't make the top five Sandman. Wow. Yeah. Now have you, and now has the Sandman TV series started yet? No, not yet. No, okay. I thought I, I thought yeah. I, I thought I saw it. Did I think they had a podcast or something? Oh, yeah, they did like an like audible, an yeah. audible thing. Oh, okay. That's where I was. Like I that. was hearing so much accolades about. It. I, I assumed it was a television series. Ah, that's that's yeah. tough. I mean, are you know, I, I, I like the Sandman series. I wasn't as um, smitten with it as like other people were. I, I, I kind of like old school comics. Like, I don't need the highbrow stuff. I kind of mm. like people. I like to see costume men punch yeah. costume <laughs> yeah. villains. You know, I don't need to. I don't need like a, a heady discussion every issue. Uh, sure. Between Morpheus and Death, you know, like I can appreciate yeah. it, but you know, I, I guess I'm kind of like lowbrow, you know, and I'm proud of it. Yeah, I. You what know what's America great? The lowbrow. <laughs> <laughs> lowbrow's built this country. Goddamn right, USA, 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 USA. But I yeah, get it. Man. That's I, a that's a, a, a series that has its. It, it may be considered the greatest comic book series ever written. It's in the discussion. I mean, talk about a comic book with ideas. Mm -hmm. I, you know what I mean? Like, like something you really couldn't see anywhere else. I thought Sandman brought that to us, and I, I, I loved it. I mean, it was like mind blowing to me. It was almost like when I read Swamp Thing by Alan Moore. I was like, I didn't even know that this shit was even possible in comics. You know, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're like, this is so crazy, and the ideas are so dark and out there that it really blew my mind. And San Sandman was a, a one of the big ones. I, I am, I am really uh, on my edge of my seat. I know no one can see it because if these are his honorable mentions, what's going to be his top five? I mean, right. These are some good picks, right? Yeah. yeah. My final honorable, honorable mention, mention okay. is, is uh, Kyle Rayner. Okay. Um, and, and he is one of my favorite characters of all time. So for him to not make the top five 
It was a fucking internal struggle, man. So this is Green Lantern? This is a guy who yeah. took over for Green Lantern in the eight, no, early 90s, 90s 91, 92. Yeah. And yeah. uh, he had a very lengthy run, very beloved character, like one of the few replacement characters that connected so well with the with fandom like there is a segment that you know that wanted Hal Jordan back but they also didn't want to see Kyle leave because they he was so likable as a character yeah I think he's a better character than Hal Jordan overall like Hal Jordan I I find not that I don't like Hal but like that it's like a one note thing with Hal every single fucking time (laughs) we got it your dad died in a plane crash you know what I mean like you're the man without fear I like when he was his most interesting to me was when he came back to life and everybody hated him because what happened was uh, Hal Jordan went insane and killed the entire Green Lantern Corps. Uh, and that's how they introduced Kyle Rayner. He, they, they brought it down to one Green Lantern, one guy. And he was inexperienced. It was almost like the greatest American hero type shit where he didn't know how to fucking do things correctly. And he was like the new kid on the block. And then when they brought Hal back because of Jeff Johns, everybody hated Hal. Because they remembered him as a bad guy. Like he was possessed at the time, but like people were like, Fuck you, Hal Jordan. And that was when he was most interesting to me. When even fucking, uh, who's the, uh, Kilowog was like, dude, get out of my face. Like that, I, I just thought it was way more interesting. Yeah. And he became Parallax, right? Became Parallax, yeah. And he was, yeah. he was, he was possessed by a yellow demon in his body, right? Like that's, by the demon was Parallax, yeah. Oh, okay. It was, well, well, what happens is inside each, um, the Green Lanterns are powered by these batteries, Brian, that are shaped like lanterns. <laughs> and, but and there's like a major, there's like a giant one on each planet that has like there's there's a red lanterns, yellow lanterns, blue lanterns, and inside each of these lanterns is a living energy creature. And the yellow one was Parallax, and he got out and possessed Hal Jordan. Turned Hal Jordan into Parallax. I mean, that was all retconned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Initially, yeah, that he, wasn't – I mean, no one was thinking that. They literally – DC was like, let's just make him a mass murderer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the guy who has been a hero for the last 50 years, they were like – they green lit. Get it? Green lit. Yeah, nice. Um, <laughs> uh, that he would become a murderer after saving the the universe – I don't know how many times in his career, but yeah, he would go out as a as a murderer. But you know, I yeah, it was a good move, I think, not to let him that to be his legacy, though. Was he a murderer well, the whole time, or he became a murderer? He was possessed by this creature. Yeah. Oh, that's when yeah, he started. Okay, but I I thought, but then Ostrander got his their hands on him, and they Ostrander? made him the Spectre. Yeah, he was oh yeah, Spectre yeah, you're for right. Years, yeah, yeah he was the Spectre. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's that's my fucking Hal Jordan. That's my Hal Jordan, Spectre yeah. Hal Jordan. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, I forgot about that. Um, yeah, my, because go ahead. No, just because like they kept up the horror vibe of the comic, like when Hal Jordan was in it, and and you had this guy who was responsible for the death of fucking thousands, dealing with the fallout yeah. of that, and 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 I was like, and and that's where he met. He saw Green Arrow for the first time, and he did such a good job of like. Selling the creepiness of your best friend becoming a murderer, then coming back to life as a ghost and deal. <laughs> and it was like, it was like, it, it, I thought it was really well done. So that, that, I really like that run of Hal Jordan. It's so weird. When he came back. It's weird too. They have never collected that series in any format. Really? The Green Lantern Spectre. Yeah, nothing. Not, not the first issue. Like maybe they would even do one trade paperback. Nothing. It's like the only way you can read it is in those single issues. I find that strange. Ah. And they've done an omnibus of the Spectre, but it's all the 60s stuff. Right, right. 
My other honorable mention is somebody you're going to recognize, Bri. Frank Castle, The Punisher. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, not one of my top five, but a character that there was a time when I was like, oh, there's nothing cooler than The Punisher. He's got white boots. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But, you top, know. He's, he's, he's one of my top fives. He hasn't aged well, though. I disagree. The concept of a Punisher <laughs> has not aged well. No, I mean. I disagree, man. The, well, I think. You, I mean, the concept of somebody going out and taking the law into their own hands with a gun. Yeah. We have seen in real life that it is uh, it, it is very polarizing. But he was found innocent, so it must mean the Punisher is a good guy. Well, in if the comic books, you know parallels. what? Though, but in the comic books, you could always you 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 have the ability to sh- to without a doubt show that the people that the Punisher's killing deserve that and more. Right? Yeah. In, in real yeah, life, you don't have those new ones. <laughs> you, you, there's new ones. Child pornographers. They're they're, they're Italian <laughs> yeah. hitmen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like the, like but the, you... the Punisher wouldn't kill somebody for hitting him over the head with a skateboard. <laughs> <laughs> he might. No, you think so? I don't think so. I mean, but you look at Garth Ennis's run on Punisher, and you're like, it's. Yeah. It's so character defining, man. And like Garth did a good job of walking that like he never he he never made it so the Punisher was a good guy or was living a good life. He was always like obsessed. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I mean? Done right. It's like the same reason we watch fucking horror movies. Like nobody's saying fucking Freddy Krueger is a good guy or to be emulated, <laughs> but I love watching them. Like why can't there be stories about an insane fucking – and the thing about the Punisher that I loved that – we might be out of road on this. I don't know how much more this can go, but he's the only character, as far as I know, that aged in real time. Like they never oh. made him. Yeah, they, not they've a changed Vietnam that because he was a. They Vietnam had to vet. now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, but but up until up until like really relatively recently, he was that guy. He was in his late sixties. Um, in, now, in I, I don't run. even my when I fell in love with the Punisher. What Punisher wasn't even from uh, the the Ennis run. It was like the Mike Barron stuff and the stuff even before that. The um, Stephen Grant, Mike Zek. Yes, uh, no, me series. too. That's that's when I got into him as well. Texera uh, was Texera, my guy. Oh, he was, uh, he was my guy. Yeah. War Journal. His War Journal man was the fucking best. I loved it. And and but Ennis for me took all that and made it into something. Even yeah. more badass. Yeah, he, but he, uh, yeah. he really took the character into the heights that probably haven't been seen since. But yeah, I mean, it, just the most simple concept, you know, is still shows. I mean, there's still there's so much you could do with it. Like, it's so like interesting a character, Frank Castle. Yeah, yeah, and and even when I mean, anybody listening to this, I, I couldn't urge enough. I, I think it's called Welcome Back Frank, right? Yep, yep. Like, uh, yeah, if you find Welcome Back Frank, which is when Garth Ennis took over the character, because before that, he was an angel. You remember this yep. fucking shit from Bernie Marvel Wrightson. Knights? Bernie Wrightson, which you would think would be better than it was. <laughs> um, <laughs> turned the Punisher, and he's had some weird fucking turns over the years, but like, he was essentially, he died, he went to heaven, and was turned into a hitman for heaven. And he had these glowing eyes and like this symbol on his forehead and these he guns, had guns that, that would shoot like angel, angel. fire. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it was a flop. It wasn't a good idea. And Garth Ennis acknowledges it like um, in the beginning of Welcome Back, Frank. 
uh, he doesn't throw it out. He's right. like, yeah, they took me to heaven and, and, and I rejected it all. It was, it was a good take on it, man. Um, and then the other one was Frankencastle. You remember yeah, Frankencastle? Frank Frankencastle, yeah. They turned him into a Frankenstein-esque monster. Yeah, Wolverine's son, as I recall. Jacken, right? Uh, yeah. Sliced him up and killed him. And so they took him in the sewers and put him and like made Frankenstein out of, out of the Punisher. And they called it Frankencastle. And it was like two years he was Frankencastle. And I got to be honest, it was way better than it should have been. <laughs> <laughs> like it was better than it should have been. Like I remember really enjoying parts of that run, knowing it was temporary, knowing that, you know, yeah, this was just a right. wild take on the character. When a character is that old, you will see some weird concepts um, come out when it's when he's decades old. I mean, there was a point where they they turned the the Punisher needed to have his skin dyed. He was in prison, right? right. So he, it, was, it, he had to have his skin dyed to become a black man. Yeah. <laughs> Soul man. Oh uh, my god! Yeah, was, right. a, was a hit in the theaters at that point. <laughs> Did he also have like a tight afro? Yeah, like, like what? He, it was like so bizarre. Man. It was crazy. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna make some questionable choices over time. That's what but happens overall, though, if you have a character who's you know, decades old. There's gonna be moments. There's gonna be High points or low points? <laughs> <laughs> and I have uh, um, who was the artist? Steve Dillon, that did a lot of Punisher. I yeah. have an original Steve Dillon framed uh, on my wall. It's the one where he finally fucking gets one over on Manucci, mm-hmm. uh, and she's like on fire and stuff like that near, near the polar bear. Polar bear, like after the polar, like there's an issue where he fucking punches a polar bear in the face, dude. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> like his enemies throw him. This is why, like, don't tell me the Punisher is not a great character. They throw him into uh, the polar bear cage in Central Park Zoo, um, and they come in and like, or he falls in it, right? And they come in to kill him. And he's like, "How am I going to take these guys out? Because he's been shot like a couple of times. He's got no weapons." So he just goes up to a polar bear and straight up fucking jacks it in the face. And the polar bear goes nuts and starts killing everybody in the cage and shit like that. And you're like, "This is fucking awesome, man!" Like, you know, it's great shit. Uh, it's yeah, that's Garth Ennis's. I think that that was. Uh, yeah, one of Garth Ennis' early runs. So Punisher, great character. In my top five, he's number three. He is number me. three. Now, did you yeah. hear about the uh, – he's coming back and they're they, – uh, but a different type of Punisher Marvel is doing. They're changing the skull and yeah. they're taking – no more guns. He, he only can use ninja swords. It's just temporary oh though. Yeah, it's just like – No, it's, it, it's – <laughs> yeah, it's like a temporary it, like, Yeah, it's thing. like, you know, it's just like when Superman died. Okay. The Punisher will be back at one point using guns. I, I need the the polar bear punching Punisher. <laughs> yeah, the ones that's with the, the one swords. you want, man. All right, who's your? All right, so your he was number three, though, huh? He's number three. Punisher was number three. I've always loved Punisher. Uh, no, sorry, number four. Number four. Whoa, whoa, what did I do here? You flip flopped him. I fucked up. I've got ten more honorable mentions. <laughs> <laughs> I have one more honorable mention. Uh, one more, and that's the Joker. Wow, interesting. You know, most people would be would would be putting heroes or anti heroes on the list. BQ throws a curveball with the Joker. He's in the he's in the he's in the he's in the under the five, but he's the Joker, man. I mean, he's the fucking Joker. So <laughs> he's the best more villain of all villain? time, too. Then, if he's if t- 
He can be. I think he can be. Yeah. I, there's a lot of bad takes on the Joker. <laughs> but but yeah, so he was in there. Okay, so number five, rounding the bottom of the list. So Punisher's number four then. Okay. Yeah, we'll go number back. Number five. But, yeah. Jesse Custer. Preacher. Now you brought you have me very familiar with that. You, you read very, that. Yeah, yeah, I read it. I watched the show. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Though I would probably say I like Cassidy more than Jesse Custer, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, Cassidy's a more fun character to read, maybe, but there was something to Jesse Custer's strict moral code that I fucking really liked. Like he was a guy that took no bullshit. He, he he was like an old school cowboy brought to life in a in a comic book and 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 he had some like very stern black and white moral codes that I I thought were great great in that book like he just used them they were used against him sometimes um great character and and Cassie was definitely more interesting and more funny but at the end of the day Cassie was a bit of a scumbag he tried to fuck his wife's best friend his friend <laughs> he was a piece of shit you know what I mean. And, I couldn't. I couldn't. You know, I don't know. I, I although he did have one of the best lines I've ever read in comics. I thought Cassidy, and that's that's towards the end of the series when, after he tried to fuck Tulip and and, and ruined this friendship with with Jesse Custer, and he was asking the, Jesse for help, and Jesse was like, "Dude, go fuck yourself, man! Like you're you're a piece of shit. You're an asshole. You're a drug addicted like vampire." And and Cassidy turns to him and goes, well, it's real easy to stick by your friends when everything's going well. He goes, but what about when your friends are on the road to hell? Not so easy. Yeah, and that's a good line. And I was like, fuck. That's. I mean, I paraphrased <laughs> it a little bit, but I was like, that is a good fucking line. And then and then you know, I don't want to ruin the ending of it, but like it it turns the whole book on that one line. So fucking Cassidy has one of my favorite lines in comics. I can't argue with you, man. <laughs> you know? I can't you argue. Ima- can you imagine if you were to go back in time when when Preacher was being published and I would tell you that DC abandoned the Vertigo line? Insane. Is isn't it like unbelievable that they are just like there's there's no market for Vertigo books. They just don't sell, so they just they just killed the line. It's it makes it I you're almost like what world am I living in? Vertigo was Sandman. <laughs> Vertigo was Sandman. Yeah. Yeah, Vertigo it, was was a swamp. It was all that Alan yeah. Moore and the Vertigo, or, all that yeah. smart stuff, all that like kind of like, you know, definitely for a different audience than you know, like a Spider Man or the Avengers or Superman, Batman. There was a different attempt being made to reach a different audience, and they're just like, yeah, we're shutting it down. And yeah, they did. Hellbla- Hellblazer. Yeah, uh, yeah you know what. The- they they kind of relaunched it as Black Label, but not, yes, not yes. really. But Vertigo will be back, right? Like you'll you'll see the day. Yeah, I, at a certain point, I have to think they'll slap that label on something. Uh, yeah. My number five, and this uh-huh. uh, this is with a caveat though. <laughs> okay, Robin. Oh wow! That's I know a that's good a, one. that's a weird one though because it's only <laughs> which the, Robin? It's only the Marv Wolfman, George Perez, New Teen Titans Robin, where he's. Where he's struggling with like I I need a new identity I don't want to be just under the shadow of Batman I want to take these short shorts off and become a man I want to fuck Starfire. <laughs> <laughs> Got a clip for the week. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's I mean, where he fair. grew up right there, and he just became so more inter much more interesting to me as a character than just being the boy wonder. 
I love the way that George Perez drew muscles in his legs. Like, man, I just wanted legs like that. Never could achieve that. Never tried. Never tried. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but boy, man, it, I loved um, the Dick Grayson as Robin in the new Teen Titans becoming Nightwing. And at, there was a point, like all these characters in my top five, you know, at different points of my life, they were my favorite characters. This would be my – probably like my my 15 to 16-year-old self just falling in love with Dick Grayson as a character and second-guessing everything, being like, what would Batman do in this instance? You know, they're looking to me because – and is it because I know Batman? Like am I, am I tr- treading on, you know, like just getting the benefit of the doubt because I'm – associated with Batman. It was so interesting. It's such like he was so unsure of himself. You know, after all he did, he still was like, am I worthy of leading the the Titans? Which is fucking crazy because you would think like trained by Batman and fighting crime since you were like a teenager, you would – Well, not even like a fucking (laughs) eight-year-old. Yeah. (laughs) Unless they retconned that out. I got to imagine they retconned that out by now. It never made sense, Robin, right? Like that was always the thing. Like why is Batman bringing a child into all this danger? Uh, Story-wise, no. I mean sales-wise are probably like you know, what will get the kids yeah. reading, back to reading Batman back in 1938 and they were like, uh, oh, throw this kid in there. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. They eventually mm. – Go ahead. No, no, no. I, I, Do you find that like – how many Ro- – was? are we at too many Robins? Are we at too many Batman Ooh, at this point? What a question. You're only going to get that question I buy comics. <laughs> if you're listening to I Sell Comics looking for that question, good luck. <laughs> <laughs> are we at a point, a tipping point, are there too many Robins? I mean Robins, Batgirls, <laughs> si- Signal, uh, another Batman now in New York City. You're just like wh- at, at the fucking League of Batman, Batman oh. Inc. You're just uh, like, Jesus. Yeah, we are definitely at there's too many Robins. Tim Drake, he was he was introduced just as my love affair with current comics if you want to call it but like then current comics is kind of winding down i'm tr- i'm finding less and less enjoyable but i still found tim drake to be uh an interesting and good addition to yeah. the batman uh universe and I, I is he still robin he's still robin yeah he what was about spent a while as damien is also well oh well he was red robin and i think he's back to robin now but damien I don't know. I I would like to say it should have ended at Tim Drake, but man, do I like Damien. I really like that kid. Uh, So Damien, Brian, is uh, Batman's – this was a good trick. Who did this? I forget. Like there was an out-of-continuity story where Batman fucked um, Ra's al Ghul's daughter and and she got pregnant. And then that string was abandoned, right? Like nobody touched that for decades, that story. Oh, was that Son of the Demon? Yes, Son of the Demon. That's it. And, uh, Mike and it Barr. was always cons- Mike Barr. Okay, yeah. great. So Mike Barr writes Son of the Demon, and it's a story where Batman has sex and impregnates Ra's al Ghul's son, and then it was ignored for I would say twenty years, maybe even. Yeah. Like, it was oh, just more. ignored. Yeah. Um, and then some writer, and I, I, I wish I remembered who to give credit to, was like, Batman's got a son, and like, and if like or daughter, but it turned out to be a son, and all this time that we haven't seen him, he's being trained by. 
Batman's greatest enemy, the League of the League of uh, Assassins uh, Shadows, right? And um, and then he comes back, and the kid is a straight up fucking psychotic. He kills, <laughs> he kills without he kill like his first answer is death, like that's where he's at, and like he thinks his father's a pussy. Um, and he, he tries to kill Tim every, Drake. Doesn't every son think that at, at some point in their lives? <laughs> but, 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 you, I, I, like, my dad isn't Batman. I, you know what I mean? Like, he's literally like, you are a pussy because you will not kill. He tries to legitimately kill Tim Drake, who was Robin at the time. And Batman's like, all right, I have this psycho son. The only thing I can do is make him Robin to keep him under my fucking wing. And... He was trained since birth. That Robin makes sense to me. Like him going out and fucking and fighting crime at night to stop him from just killing people. Like I, at least like in comic book logic, it makes sense. But, you know, now I just I couldn't even tell you how many Robins there are. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's yeah, just, the answer to the question is, yeah, there's too many Robins. Definitely. Yeah. But that's my number five. All who's right, your number? Good one. Who's your who's your number three then? Right. Well, that was that was well. It was Jesse Custer was five, four was Punisher, three Spider Man. Wow, three is Spider Man. You know what? This is un- unbelievable because my number three is Spider Man. Oh, all right, I like this shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, all right. So yeah. what? Uh, what? What turns you on about uh, Spider Man? Well, he was one of my main reading when I was a kid. Was Spider Man? I love Spider Man. Yep. And that cartoon for me, that '67 yeah. cartoon. I don't know if it if it has the same kind of uh, it's emotions, in the mix. same kind of emotions that it, for you. But for me, I watched it every day after school. I loved it. I adored it, and that like made me just love the comics of that era. But you're how old are you when you start reading Spider Man? Uh, well, it probably st- that's in the '80s. So we're looking at black costume. Uh, black suit, black yeah. costume. Spider Man was kind of my intro to him. Um, all the Venom stuff, like all the McFarlane stuff, like later mm-hmm. on, all that shit. Like I really loved, uh, arguably the best costume in comics. I would, I would uh, have a hard time arguing against that. Yeah. yeah. What, what would it be like I, him, Superman and Batman, three most identifiable costumes? Uh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wonder Woman yeah. maybe get thrown Wonder in Woman, there yeah, too. Right. Yeah. yeah. But you know, I like the Clone Wars, like the Clone Saga. I know people hate it. I fucking ate it up. I love Ben Riley as a character. Uh, I, I got so into it. Now, are we looking at another problem, Walt, where there's too many spider people? <laughs> like, you can't even, like, remember when there was a clone and everybody was losing their fucking mind over it? Yes. Now it's like there is, an, like, the appeal of Spider Man appears to be an infinite amount of Spider Man these days. And I say it's hard to have that many Spider-Men f- running around and not feel like it's less special. That's yeah. me personally, but I mean, I, I I also know that that could be hate speech, though, too. <laughs> 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 and I don't want to. Uh, I don't want the feds after us. Yeah, I just don't. Yeah. I, to me, I think that just like it's. But the same thing is being done with Batman, though. So it's yeah. just to go to. It's just like when you need to, like when you know you need to break the glass to. Uh, it's an emergency, you know, uh, because the industry is like floundering, and you're like, "Hey, what's going to sell more Spider-Man?" I, that's why they do it. I mean, it sells, yeah. so it's that's why there's that many Spider-Man. 
Yeah. But- I, I, but there was a point in my life uh, when I was first getting the comic books, I, I just wanted all Spider-Man action. I would go around, you know, doing this, you know, or the web shooters, the web shooters uh, as I'm running around uh, grocery stores, pretending I'm shooting web, <laughs> you know, uh, swinging from any rope that I saw, like I'm Spider-Man. Yeah. Like I love Spider-Man and there's only two Spider-Man books for me to get my rocks off. Amazing Spider-Man, mm-hmm. Marvel team up, and then uh, as a little bit older than Peter Parker, Spectacular Spider-Man. So there's there's three once 1977 rolls around, but uh, that's when we had it tough. There's only one Spider-Man, and we may do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which is weird because like I I almost feel like the cutoff point should have been Miles Morales because like Miles was introduced. In an alternate universe. I actually think they made a mistake when they brought the universes. For me, obviously, they don't think that. No. But I thought it worked better when Miles was in his own separate universe. Like na- like this thing now of like there's Miles, there's Spider-Man, Ben Riley's back as Spider-Man, um, mm-hmm. Spider-Gwen. Uh, yeah. Sp- like It's just like this endless array of Spider-People where you're like, God, like do they not think that like the reason Ben Riley worked for me is because it was so shocking that he was a clone of Peter Parker. Like it was such a weird idea that you're like, wow, I I, I dug it. But now you're just like, everybody's a clone of fucking Peter Parker. <laughs> it sucks. Who's your spider artist? You're your one, your one B all end all Spider-Man artist. Uh, uh, McFarlane. What's his, uh, no junior Bagley. Um, Oh, John Romita Jr. Uh, no, you know what? It would be it would be the Bag- Bagley or John Romita Jr. It would be one of those two. Probably Bagley if I'm going to be – if I'm going to have to call a gun to my head. Ooh. I was yeah. about to put one to your head, so you're lucky. That's <laughs> <laughs> how serious it is here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, I do have a page of, of Preacher, an original art page of Preacher. That Mosier bought me when the book was still going, and I'm sure he paid like 150 bucks for. But now it's probably worth like ten thousand dollars. <laughs> but you remember when Cassidy gets stabbed in the eye when they find yeah. out he's a vampire? I have that page with the Whoa. knife in his eye. It's framed in it's framed in my hallway right now, and Mosier just sent it to me out of nowhere like 15 years ago. Nice guy. Nice. Yeah. So what are you thinking so far? Who's who's got the lead? Well. Your uh, wait, give me your your five and your four Q. Uh, I'm looking your at three. Uh, you got you've 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 revealed three of your five. Yeah, right. I I got Jesse Custer, Punisher, and Spider Man. Okay, I've yeah. got Robin, Spider Man, and I'm about to reveal my third one. All right, I'll weigh in after your third one. Okay. This is where I'm going. To, this is where I'm going to lose it uh, right here. But you know, I got to remain true. Congratulations, Q. <laughs> it's a character called Werewolf by Night. Oh, uh, Jack no. Russell. Jack Russell, seventies book. Had forty three issues, none of which stand out other than two: uh, Werewolf by Night thirty two and thirty three, because uh, they introduced uh, the character Moon Knight, who's mm-hmm. going to be, I think, make a huge splash on Disney's. Uh, plus is a live action Marvel Universe series, but just a just a, a teenager in Los Angeles who has a, a family curse that turns him into a werewolf three nights out of the year. And uh, I I loved it as a kid, and I still love it. And if I if I had have one character to work on, like if like Marvel was like you can have a book, I want a regular series. So just give me four issues. That would be the character 
I would choose uh, because nothing's really been done with it. Nobody cares about it. And I would just yeah. bring it right back to what it was, you right. Know, you know, right back to what it was. I know everybody's going in would be like, I would change this. I would change that. I would do this and I would totally alter this and make it somebody else. And I'd be like, nope, I want to bring it just exactly what it was when I was a kid. The same goofy villains, the same relationships with the, the female uh, Topaz. And he had this best friend who was like 15 years older than him named Buck. Nobody knows what I'm talking about, but – that's one of my favorite characters, and they're about to release it uh, this year. In uh, they really released all of them in in a, an omnibus, but they're about to remaster them. Q in uh, Marvel oh, wow. Masterworks, they're going to go back in, and they're going to be so crisp, and the colors are going to match the uh, the original comics from the seventies uh, that I cannot wait. A hundred dollar volume, but I um, I would spend. Five times that much for this series. Wow. Yeah, that's how I much I love hear it. that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that's uh, – and again, there's not really – like I, I could talk about it, but nobody knows what I'm talking about listening. It's just too obscure, but that's one of the ones that I uh, love that character and I go back to that series and it still brings me right back to being like a little kid and like sitting in the back of my mom's car driving around and like just loving that series. I've always loved the concept of a monster as a hero. Yeah. yeah. That always appealed to me because I loved to watch monster movies as a kid too. And I always loved like that Marvel was like, well, we'll just take Dracula, Wolfman and uh, the Frankenstein monster <laughs> and we'll just make them ours. <laughs> like we'll introduce them into the Marvel universe and they'll team up with Spider-Man. It's such a goofy concept. But for a kid in the 70s, it was like, you know, that was where I got my wood. You know, <laughs> yeah. Keep warm. today it's blue chew. Back then, <laughs> did you read Blade? Were you a Blade guy? Uh, Blade was a Tomb of Dracula. You know, Marv Wolfman, Gene Colan, basically Shaft, just introduced into uh, into this series. I love the character. You know, I I mean, just because it was so different. You know, like here's a here's a black vampire hunter. Who's a badass? Yeah. It was just like it was awesome. It was so cool, and I love that character. But I have not seen to date a good solo Blade series. It just hasn't happened yet. Everyone no, starts hasn't. out and they get and they just don't, they. There's a lot of missteps, and inevitably it gets canceled almost two years in. They can only last two years. Pull the plug, and there hasn't been a Blade series in forever from Marvel. I don't know why. And those I, movies I, I were think awesome. He's- I think he's on the Avengers now. Yeah, like he's I on, think you're right. Uh, uh, yeah. How about that uh, uh, the the Blade movie, the first one? What'd you think? Great. I, first, oh, I first it. and second one are, are I, I like. I, I hold equally. The third one starts to get a little out yeah. there a little bit, but <laughs> but I like the first and second one quite a bit. I went um, to see it in a theater, and I just could. I was expecting you know nothing. I was expecting like them to be wincing the whole time and covering my face and just uh, looking around and being like. This is the fucking greatest thing I've ever seen in my life. I loved it. Yeah, and wouldn't it be that, awesome? Like, why not bring Wesley Snipes back as Blade? I, dude, I cannot understand how they're not doing that. He looks fucking great. Why? He's, he's, why uh, aren't they doing it? I don't know, man. They recast Blade, and and when I heard that, and the guy who they cast, I'm sure is is great. Like, I you know, he's good in other stuff, but like. Fucking Wesley Snipes is still alive. Still looking Wesley good. He's, he's up there. Yeah, I was going to say he's probably like close to 60. Get him a trainer. If he yeah, even needs one. I don't know if he does. I don't think he, I don't think but, he needs But, you know, get him ripped. 
and, and, and trot him out there, man. People would love it. All right. How old do you think Wesley Snipes is? I'm going to say 62. I'll say 59. 59. Exactly. You could like how fucking great is that if you got him back as Blade? Like why uh, not? Man? He's not too old. Is it is it he's the tax thing? Is it is is there really like there's <laughs> like this being held against him? <laughs> like could could there be like was he blackballed in the in Hollywood because he hasn't maybe really gotten a lot of roles? Yeah, maybe. Like what did he was, do that was so egregious other than not pay his taxes? And he I paid, his, tax he paid his debt to society. You're right. I think he seemed a little unhinged during all that, though. People were like, we can't fucking work with that guy. <laughs> yeah, there may be more to the story. I don't know. We we were at Comic-Con. Uh, God, this has to be like – it was right after Wesley Snipes got either out of jail or – when the fuck was he out? 2013. So, yeah, it might have been 2014, right? I was at Comic-Con and uh, – Wesley Snipes, I was, we were at the DC party, right? Mm-hmm. And they were having this big party and, uh, he was there and he was dancing by himself in a corner. It was right after he got out of prison. <laughs> and I remember looking at him and I was like, like there was a, there was like a, nobody was going near him. And I was like, is it because of, is it because of that or is it because everybody's so intimidated to him? To me, he was still giving off movie star vibes. Yeah. Like, I would be. Yeah. Too. Like, yeah. I wouldn't go near him. Like, you, you know, some people you feel comfortable going up to being like, dude, I fucking love the movie, you know, Blade, blah, blah, blah. But he gave off this thing where it's just like, there was, there was a respect circle around them, but I didn't know if it was respect or crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I would love to have him back as Blade, man. You know, Marvel, sometimes they know what they're doing, though. Yeah. I mean, he was, you know, he was in Coming to America Part 2. He was just in that. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe, maybe. I would, I think it's a mistake to recast it while you still have him alive and in good shape. I, agree. I don't know. 100% agree. I, I am like, it wouldn't do nothing but excite the fan base, I think, to have him shoehorned into the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Somehow. And make those old ones canon. Yep. You know what I mean? Like make them canon, bring them in. Even if you want to make a new blade in it somewhere. Someone take up the mantle. Yeah. Yeah. Like, but, but to not use Wesley Snipes was like. Son of Blade. Yeah. Son of a Blade. SOB. What do you got? I see see you. uh... I was going to wait. Yeah, we got another spot. I was going to wait till right before the number one. Oh, okay. That's the, great. Uh, That's building anticipation. Mm-hmm. Make everybody okay. have to sit I'm through it. Fucking showman. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no one's turning off before we get to number one. Uh, so yeah. I am going on to number deuce as well. Two, yeah. Yeah. Swamp thing. Mm. That's a strong one. It's a strong Alex one. Collins. There's a, there's a case to be made that there's no character in history that has had more prestigious series two times, you know, when he's first introduced in the seventies by Len Wein and Bernie Wrightson, it's one of those game changers for the industry brings it to another level in terms of the art and the characterization. But then in the, in the eighties, you know, Alan Moore gets on there and does some stuff that's like, that's still being riffed on today. He he just cleans fucking house. It's yeah. one of the best comics runs ever, without without a doubt. Right, I I adore it. I love the art on it too. Uh, John Totalbin and Stephen Bissett. It's just one of the most perfect because he's just changing things just enough, tweaking them to give them a darker, more sinister tone. The stuff from the seventies, which was already dark to begin with, 
and he just brings yeah. like this like i said sinister vibe to everything and uh that's like when you say like you know you read sandman and preacher and you're like i comics can like expand my mind and comics are like doing things that i didn't think that they could do that's the feeling i got when uh, in the when i was a teen reading swamp thing because you know it was it's definitely more intelligent more mature than the stuff i was reading as i was maturing right there was a line in i wonder if you'll remember this i bet you you will but but i re- it was a f- one of the first times i was ever creeped out by a comic and like stuck with me and i and i couldn't stop thinking about this but you remember like his uncle's like the bad guy, right? Arcane. The, or, Arcane yeah, that that right? was uh, his uh, his girl's uh, uncle. Uncle. Okay. Uh, but yeah. do you remember when like Abigail. after that – Abigail. So remember though after that for whatever reason – and I'm going to go and reread the books now after this. But like Swamp Thing goes to hell. Oh, yeah. He, he ventures into hell. Swamp Thing annual number Arcane. two. Yep. Oof, when he sees Arcane and he's got those bugs in his mouth. Well, yeah, his, whole, his, his head now is attached to like a, a – 15 foot pile of maggots, bugs, um, creepy crawly night crawler, just everything that's disgusting in the insect world. His body now is made up of, and it's like, and he loses his sense of time, right? That's the creepy line where, where he says to Swamp Thing, he's like, I knew you'd come down here and get me eventually. He goes, how long have I, how long have I been down here? He goes, and, and he thought he was there for like 20 years. And Swamp Thing goes, you've been down here for two weeks. And I, and I was like, oh my God. I was like, how hellish. It did more to make me afraid of hell right. than Catholicism ever did. <laughs> I, I agree. Yep. I, I hold, Yep. Exactly. That's the same thing. You're just like, I'm going to be a good boy because I, <laughs> yeah. I, I, you know, I don't want any part of this. Uh, yeah. No, he's, a, he's, a, he's, he's a genius, Alan Moore. And unfortunately, you know, he's kind of turned, he, he kind of hates the comic book industry, it feels like now. He kind yeah. of poos everything and he doesn't want his name on anything. And he feels he was. He was like robbed and 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 taken advantage of by DC with the Watchmen and everything. Yeah, which and, I go back and forth on that because sometimes I agree with him because like he's Alan Moore. You know what I mean? Like you guys should be giving him everything he wants and all the respect in the world he wants. But then there's a part of me that's like, yeah, but isn't the same motherfucker that wrote Tom Sawyer and Harry Potter in the same comic book? Why, <laughs> why does he get to use anybody's characters that they want? But like he makes a fucking, he does it and, and DCs are bad guys for it. Like I, you know what I mean? Yeah, like it's, it's a slippery slope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I love Alan Moore's work so much. And it's not like anything that's been done with Watchmen since then has been worth, like what would have been better? They had just given Alan Moore what he wanted and he stayed in the industry and continued to write those books for all these years. Like that would have been so much more valuable than yeah. before Watchmen uh, well, or, or whatever bullshit they did with it since then. Well, do you think, uh, you know, DC, again, like it's in case of emergency break glass, there's been a whole bunch of, of those moments as, as things have like really gone down the shitter for, for the comic book industry. It's like, okay, we got to bring Watchmen back. And we got to bring him into the yeah. DC universe. This is the kind of thing that like is the panic move of all panic moves because yeah. there's nothing but, else um, to, to do. But there's a reason why the Beatles are still 
the mystique and the and the respect and the aura is because they never got back together. Yeah, they reformed on, on a roof in 1970 and never got together again and recorded any new music, and that's why they are still on top of that mountain. Like you have to have the discipline to fucking if you're DC not to go to the well and do you know make Watchmen part of the DC universe. It didn't work either. That no. fuck, I don't know if you read that. It, it just I read pieces work. of it because I was a little bit intrigued, but. It yeah. was. It wasn't the Watchmen that I knew, so it was like none of it was yeah. anything that I recognized. It, the, even even the 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 storytelling mechanics behind it were like, why are you guys doing this? There's no ben- there was no benefit to it. I, I thought, yeah, that's right, the only buddy. reason. And those greenbacks, it's like <laughs> we are like floundering. We need something that's going to get everybody excited. And I I almost would be like like if I'm somebody in the room. Who's like, whose paycheck is like, you know, give me an idea or you're fucking out of here. Uh, why don't we bring the watch yeah. and put him in DC Universe? <laughs> fuck Alan Moore. <laughs> fuck Alan Moore. Yeah, I would do it too if my, my job was on the line. I'm like, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck that wizard in, who lives in his castle. He's got enough money. <laughs> <laughs> They'll send him the checks. It's up to him to cash it or not. It don't yeah. matter. But like, yeah. I, don't, yeah, I don't like, I don't. I, I understand, like I'm saying, like you got to have the discipline not to do it. But I also understand, man. It's like your neck's on the line, and you're got, and you're in a room with like you justify your job, asshole, or you're out of here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would be like, I would throw that out there for consumption. Walt had the same conversation with Gidham earlier. <laughs> Let's bat it around. What's the worst that can happen to me? <laughs> I'm gonna lose my job anyway. <laughs> Did you watch the HBO series? I watched bits of it. Yeah, I, I it, it actually was interesting. worked. Yeah, way better than I thought it it had any right to work. I thought it worked. Yeah. I mean, it uh, obviously people loved it. And I'm surprised that it didn't get a second season. Well, maybe they're hearing you and they're like, "We fucking pulled this off." You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, I don't know if we can do another one of these until HBO, until someone at HBO in 5 years is like, "Um, Watchmen. Watchmen. <laughs> Bring Watchmen back." <laughs> I like this guy. Why aren't you more like him, Johnson? <laughs> I was just about to say Watchmen. <laughs> What's this werewolf by night bullshit you gave us? What is this? Get out of here, Watchmen. Oh, so uh, we are on to our two number ones, Brian. Two number well, no, ones? my number two. I oh, you, have, I th- you didn't reveal your number two yet? No. Oh, um, I thought you did. But it's not – I don't think it's going to be that controversial and it's definitely going to reveal my number one. But uh, my number two is Batman. Um, I thought because, it would be. Yeah. I mean – and a lot of that honestly comes from and we've had we've run into this stumbling block before but like Batman 66 was my world when I was a kid yeah, like me too. obsessed with it love it love it love it I've never grown out of that I still watch it to this day I still love it to this I mean not like uh, Ralph Garman loves it where he has like <laughs> fucking a whole museum in his house like nobody's like that guy but uh but yeah man that really is what made me this direct line from Batman 66 to my love of comics. D- direct. I don't think there's one without the other. Um, and you know, my favorite version of Joker, which you've made fun of me before is the Cesar Romero version of the Joker is still to this day. My favorite version of the Joker. I fucking love it. Yeah. But- that's a tough one to say. Because, I mean, I like it too, but like there's been so much more like crazier, like, you know, uh, even Heath Ledger's Joker is just like, that's a, a great rendition of the Joker. Oh, and it's I'm so not taking dark. away. 
Yeah, love it. Love it all. But if like you told me what could I watch more of? Right. It would I would go for the Cesar Romero uh one. He was great. I I have remember I it, hanging in my living room. Get him got me that Cesar Romero autograph a few yeah. years back. That's hanging on the wall in my living room. Uh but Batman to me is like something about that character is open to more interpretations than almost any other character. Like all the different versions of Batman, they don't all work, but like when they work, he it's just so basic and, and like here's a guy and this is why I get annoyed when people when like people today are like, I find it so tiring and boring and just get the fuck out of my face when people are like <laughs> Bat he's like Bat that Batman's a billionaire. He could be doing more. He could be doing more with that money. He could be a, he's out fighting crime, beating up, beating up criminals. He could be and I'm just like, you fucking motherfuckers. Like, it's just so he could afford the Batmobile. Don't you understand this? Like, nobody wants to read the story of a billion I don't want to read I don't want to read a comic book about a billionaire that takes his money and turns it to social programs. Well, I'm sorry. Bill I, Gates, isn't it? Yeah, I don't want to read a comic book about me. I don't want to read that comic book. It's the most boring thing in the world. Like, yeah, obviously, if Bruce Wayne, like, took all his money and delivered, like, food and waters to fucking starving villages in the middle of nowhere, it would be the better thing to do. But you know what? I don't want to read a comic about it. Like, I want to read a comic about a billionaire that fucking makes cool toys and fucking ships and, and planes and then fights an insane clown. Like, that's what it's all about. It's what it's all about. Like, so to me, I, it's such a, 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 up until recent years, it's such an unassailable premise. Rich guy has all this money, spends it on fighting crime as a bad. I, it's really like perfect comic book. Perfect stuff. I got one of those questions that uh, you can only hear on I Buy Comics. I think yeah. maybe, or maybe I'm getting uh, too ahead of myself. Is Batman too dark at this point? They would never ask that on I Sell Comics. <laughs> ever. Is there come a uh, point where it's just become like it's too cliched? It's like we've seen this this Batman now since the 80s. Is there – Broom, or is there a point where you're like, we should move a little bit back towards Batman with a little gut and uh, smiling? <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you what, I'd fucking buy it. <laughs> I would buy that. Yeah, I, 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 but I think there is room for that. I do. I think there's room for that interpretation of Batman. Absolutely. No, you turn the, the turn the monthly Batman comic book. You just don't go as dark as as we as the fans demanded. To be at this point, Batman is back yeah. to having a dad bod. Yeah. Okay. I I do. I I think they could pull it off. If, I, think I think they, they could pull it off. If for you know, I think for a little uh, while. For a little while. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think they could pull it off. I would read it, and I wouldn't be angry about it. I I do like Batman as the smartest guy in the room who has a plan to take down everybody. Like that JLA run mm -hmm. where where they discover was a Tower Babel. I, I which one was it? Where yeah. They, they found out that Batman – so, so Brian, they're going through – it's like – I forget how. They went through his computer or whatever, but – oh, no, the bad guy, Prometheus, right? Like broke into his computer and got it. And Batman kept files on all his friends with plans on how to defeat them if they go insane. So he's like, all right, so this is Superman. Uh, this is – you know, I got the fucking kryptonite and if I have to kill him, this is how I'm going to do it. And he did that with everybody. And his point was, look, man, like I'm just a dude 
and all you guys may go insane. And he was proved right. I mean, fucking Hal Jordan went bananas. Um, he's saying, I'm not going to do it. He's like, but you guys are all gods. And if like you guys lost your mind and I had to take you down, like I can't come up with that on the fly. Like I need that. And he was on the, he got thrown out of the Justice League and shit like that. <laughs> um, and I always thought it was such a great idea. And he also could bring out the point, like we live in a universe where every third supervillain has the ability to control minds. Right. So that's also a factor, you know, like if you get taken or possessed or taken over, you know, we need a way to shut you down. Right. But let me ask you something. How would you guys feel if we discovered that Gidim had secret files on us? I was us? just going to say, <laughs> Gidim had a list. How to defeat us? Should we go insane? <laughs> I would want to read that list on, on a podcast. Oh, I would love it. Oh, yeah. In fact, can we ask him to do that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man. I, you know, I love Batman. I, you know, his rogues gallery, it's really tough to beat. It is. You know, it's very strong. Um, uh, it's interesting that you had Robin and not Batman uh, so far in the list. That's that's pretty. Great. I felt I felt if I went to Batman, you know, I was treading into Deadpool territory. Uh, Nobody wants that. Yeah, but, but he took the pressure <laughs> off you by taking Batman. No, now you can. Yeah. You know, no one's thinking about I'm, your. I'm looking down on him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you know because it's such a you know it's like it's the expected answer. I know right. who's number one is too. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, which is <laughs> it's going to be but tough. I'll, I think. We'll find out in a moment. Okay. Got to talk about Green Chef first. Green Chef is a CCOF. I don't know what that means. Certified meal company. They make eating well easy with plans to fit every lifestyle, whether you're keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, gluten-free, or just looking for more balanced meals. Green Chef offers a range of recipes to suit your preferences. It is the most sustainable meal kit their pre-proportioned ingredients means you'll actually reduce your food waste by at least 25% compared to grocery shopping. It's convenient and easy. Everything's pre-measured, sauces, dressing, spices. Uh, they get It's delivered, uh, let's see, 35 nutritious and flavorful options to choose from every week and featuring premium clean ingredients that are seasonally sourced for peak freshness. Man, this, fucking, this, this is some service. Green Chef's options for every lifestyle include keto, paleo, vegan, vegetarian, fast and fit, Mediterranean, and gluten-free. So whether you're looking for a carb-conscious, gluten-free, plant-based, or calorie-conscious options, you're going to want to have your delicious, balanced dishes, or you just want to have delicious, balanced dishes. Green Chef has a flavorful, good-for-you recipe that are sure to satisfy. Uh, let's say, Mary Beth says, it is very convenient getting the meals delivered to the house, and the ingredients are so very fresh. Says Mary Beth, if you uh, take her endorsement. I'm not sure if you do or not. Uh, go to greenchef.com slash TESD130 and en enter code TESD130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. So go to greenchef.com slash TESD130 and use code TESD130 to get $130 off plus free shipping. And I'm talking about Green Chef, the number one meal kit for eating well. All right, boys. Mm -hmm. Now, here we go. The number ones. Uh, I'm having a hard time guessing your number one because I thought it would have been Swamp Thing. Yeah, like all these have been at, at certain points at different stages of my life. These have all – I've like if somebody asked me, I would have given these answers. Mm -hmm. You know, as a younger kid, Spider-Man. As a teen, young teen, Robin, older teen, Swamp Thing. Um this one would have been just as I was becoming in my 20s. Um, I still uh, love this character. 
not not a popular choice, kind of under the radar, uh, obscure. Wasn't a motion picture though, but that was not a good representation of the character. Uh, mine is Floyd Lawton, uh, Deadshot. Oh wow, yeah. Deadshot, Deadshot. Yeah, I love the costume, but I but I what I love more was the characterization that was created for him a character that had no backstory basically until he was in the suicide squad in the 80s by john ostrander he's on that team called the suicide squad and he's the only member who is okay with like dying on the mission he's almost like he's unable to kill himself but suicide by mission he's totally okay with this that, was before – because my version of the character always had the daughter and stuff like that involved. That oh, he didn't have his, that back then. It's so dark. I mean he had a son but his son was kidnapped and sexually assaulted and killed. Whoa. Holy <laughs> yeah. shit. 1988. <laughs> Comics <Jesus>. code. Approved. <laughs> Approved by the Comics code. Who yeah. did the assaulting? Uh, it was like this uh, – this, uh, Almost like a family, like a almost like a mob thing, and they paid this guy to. They wanted a revenge against Floyd, and they paid this this guy to uh, to get back at Floyd and and kidnap his. He never even had a relationship with the son. He was divorced from the mother, and and they kidnapped the son from the mother, and he gets word that his son's been kidnapped, and by the time he gets there, he's dead, and. Before he, as he's killing the uh, the guy who k- killed him, you know, he admits to him that he was a pedophile too. Oh, you never <laughs> saw or read such things in the, in the comic book, so it was wow, just like it blew yeah. my mind that the, the dark areas this character went to, and again that costume, that silver mask with the red bullseye scope was so brilliantly designed and he was a Batman villain in, in in the 40s but he wore a top hat and a monocle then in the <laughs> 70s yeah Marshall Rogers and the artist uh gives him this costume this red and yellow costume but with this chrome pinball like helmet that he wears and uh the design was was so cool and then to have this because everybody else on the, on the, that goes out on a mission with with when Deadshot is pulled into for a mission, is like, yeah. why are we? Why does this motherfucker keep getting his number called? Because he's going to get us all killed. Because he doesn't care if he's if, what happens. <laughs> he doesn't give a fuck. He should not be on the mission. We want to go with people who want to get back alive. And they were like, no, he goes. He's too good at what he does. And then he also revealed that points when he met Batman. There was a Suicide Squad, uh, Justice League crossover in the, in the eighties. Where Batman told him, he's like, he goes, I know that you've had me in your sights and you don't take the shot. He goes, so you, so I don't, I don't have anything to fear from you because you won't kill me. And, and the reason why you won't kill me is because you want me to beat the shit out of you and maybe oh, ultimately wow. kill you. He goes, but I'm not going to kill you. I'm just going to keep throwing you back in Arkham or Bell Reeve or wherever it was they were throwing him. And he just wow. has to admit that, like, he's so fucked up that, like, you know, he wants to, like sabotage everything in his life. What, there's not even a good, not even a good supervillain. You know, go out and, and rob a bank, but really only because that's what supervillains do. So depressed and so fucking like lost in oh, his life. Wow. I, I'm not. I've never had this version of the character in my. I guess it was this was a, and this was the 80s. Ostrander's yeah. run. Ostrander's oh, run. They're all on, them, they're man. all on trade. 
So you can get yeah. all 10 trade paperbacks. Yeah, the first three are are just so riveting. It's like playing in the DC universe, taking all these obscure characters, all these obscure supervillains, and giving them backstory, giving them you know reasons to want to root for them. It, ba- it basically is the Dirty Dozen, you know. Yeah. But the first guy that was like, hey, I'll just do that with the DC universe and with characters nobody cares about and I'm allowed to do whatever I want with them. And it was just wow. really, really well done. And that's why I was so excited for that movie. But I knew that movie wasn't going to be the first one. Did you? Oh, like the that second, second one? one was awesome. So the second one great. had the I, re- I just rewatched it to to like get into the Peacemaker. Did yeah. you watch Peacemaker? I haven't watched. You it like yet. it? I haven't watched oh, it yet. I'm fucking, it's, it's so good. much fun, dude. It yeah. is so. Does much Does he have fun. a hand in it? Uh, Jeff, not Jeff. Um, the guy who directed, uh, the guy who did the Guardians. Does he have James a hand Gunn. in the TV series? He he wrote every episode. He directed the first three. Oh, okay, awesome. Yeah, yeah. it's it's so much fun, dude. It's a lot more comedic than the Suicide Squad movie was, but it's in the same tone. Okay, cool. Of it, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I like it. I I really like the show. Like uh, this new one. Yeah, the second movie I love, Starro, fucking amazing. Love you know that line. Death. Yeah. Yeah. So like, good. I, watching it, and I remember being like. I can't believe we're watching Starro on the screen. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> and I think yeah. that uh, what the Suicide Squad – like I love his art. And I, don't, I don't mean this in a way to disparage anything. But it was a guy called Luke McDonald. He did the artwork for the majority of the series. He wasn't like a, a flashy like a Perez or a Byrne or whoever was the hot name in the industry at that point. He did – just told a great story. was able to tell stories. But – wasn't that fleshy kind of art that just made people want to read the book, you know, and it just – it had a good run but just never, you know, broke into like the mainstream uh, yeah. of, of comic book reading. But it was just a very – that character, yeah, I love that character. And You uh, eventually got to draw him, right? Yeah. That's one of those one of those things that when I got to do Jire uh, and Cacophony with Kevin uh, – you know, he asked me uh, what character would would you love to draw in this, and I was like, "Oh, if you could throw Deadshot in, you know, that would be the be all end all for me." I, I like it was more exciting to draw him than Batman. Yeah, that's fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, like that to me was like that page when I finally got to draw him was way more like like amped than to do even Batman because I lo- just loved that character. Where's that page today? You're drawing hanging in the TSD offices. Nice. Yep. It's, uh, it's uh, hanging underneath uh, Abbott and Costello, me, Frankenstein, and Giddem's uh, thong. thong. <laughs> <laughs> we so if somebody wanted to see it, they'd have to come to Airport Plaza to check it out. Or or buy the book. It's the it's uh, from uh, Cacophony issue one where uh, you know he's breaking the Joker out of jail, and there's like almost like a splash page of uh, where we reveal it's Deadshot who's breaking him out. Nice. All right. So uh, that's my final five. BQ, uh, we kind of know. Well, it was going to be – I don't think the listeners always, know. Maybe uh, they do. The ones the who pay attention know. know. Yeah. I mean I'm such a Superman fan. Like I'm I'm beyond reasonable how much I love Superman um, that there wasn't even – there will never be a debate. For me, you know what I mean? It'll always be the one answer is who's my favorite of all time. It'll always be Superman. I fucking love that character. The big um, blue Boy Scout, as he's called. And the more of a Boy Scout he is, the more I love him. 
Like your second clip to, out of context it may sound a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> and I do love like Kingdom Come Superman, Mark Wade's version yeah. of him, where he was and that's a I have that tattoo of the old depressed Superman. Um I love that version of the character. I do like I think he is a very interesting Elseworlds character when you do different versions like the Russian Superman or like because he – there's no one like him where you're like – if you really think about the character, like he's so powerful. Um He could do anything. He could destroy planet Earth if he wants immediately and he's just su- – all that power in an alien creature that just happens to look like human – is creepy, man. Like, there's a fucking creepiness to that that I that I don't think gets played enough in Superman. Well, I also he's also that character though that is the most moral, the mm-hmm. most, the most uh, like the the character that like is basically so good. He's just he's not Jesus, but he's the next closest thing in terms of like yeah. how he cares and how he. He loves this adopted world and everything. It's yeah that, that on, strong moral character. You know, is it is it sexy in twenty twenty two? It is not. And, I understand. <laughs> and, and even if you wrote out, if you took his name off it and, and presented to me, and like, do you want to watch this character that is the definition of good, of moral, of right? I would be like, I don't give a fuck about this character and I don't want to watch it. It sounds boring to me. But something about Superman has always like – like I could – I mean if I really want to give you guys something to make fun of. Like if Superman was real, if we lived in a world where Superman existed like – and I ever met him, I think I would just start crying. Well, like yeah, a teenage that's, I mean, girl. Yeah, he's your yeah. Tom Brady. He's my Tom Brady. Yeah. Would you cry though if you met Tom Brady? Oh my god, I bawl like a baby. <laughs> Would you? Oh yeah. Like you know when they, when people that security hustles you away. <laughs> you know when people uh, you see people who meet Elvis back in the day or the Beatles, you know that they lose all their emotions and it just comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah, I would need a couple boxes of Kleenex. Wow. Wait for the crying, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I there's something about – and when Superman's written correctly, and I think Mark Wade nails him a lot, um, like he doesn't have to be boring. You know what I mean? Right. Like he doesn't – he can be conflicted and he could be like put out and fed up and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, there's something so immovably good in the guy. That there's not even a shot of anything getting around him the wrong way. I don't know, man. Like, I, there's, I wish, dude, I just fucking wish something like that existed in the real world. <laughs> uh, <yeah. laughs> you know, like, well, I think like, we all do. Yeah. And, and, and he's the strong, I mean, but now you want to go to like a comic book character that you could beat up. You could do anything to him. You could put him in any storyline because like, if it's a mystery, and he's got to use his brains. And as much as I love Superman, you know, you know, he's not on Batman's fucking level no. of uh, of figuring shit out. Like you could you could find the weaknesses in the character. Kryptonite is there a better fucking thing uh, to use against someone than Kryptonite? Like it's such a great weakness, man. Like it's a rock. It's a radioactive rock from his home fucking planet that landed here and it could kill him. Like it's such a well thought out thing. It's not even like like. We need him to have a weakness. What is it? What is it? What is it? Right. It's just and, like – And these are all things that just came into the mythology over a period of time though, which is yeah. cool too. It wasn't like they they had it all figured out 
with Action Comics number one. It was like, no, all this yeah. stuff came organically over a period of time that became our our uh what mythology like you know like with the greek gods like you know this is these are the current myths yeah and it it just worked there's been very few superman storylines that i've not liked like i just love reading the character in things Mm -hmm. um and and uh i don't know man his costume is fucking dope like it's the only one that I would put up there really with Spider-Man like as as undeniable like I love the S shield one of the most recognizable icons probably in the history of the human race I would say mm-hmm. I bet if you go to a fucking village in the middle of Africa and you show them a Superman symbol one of the kids is going to be like oh yeah that's that's uh, Superman yeah. Yeah, I I believe the, the bat symbol too they would recognize too that symbol i mean the idea of and then you look at clark kent and he's also a pulitzer prize winning fucking author you know what i mean like he's kind of like got his professional shit down too and he never like has to like well i'm superman so maybe i can use my powers to to make my life a little easier as clark kent nope that's how that's how good he is yeah i don't know man there's gotta be something Mm -hmm. there's gotta be something you could get canceled over not (laughs) there isn't and it's just like i i very rarely feel inspired by things (laughs) (laughs) but there is something even though he's a made-up character it's just like there is something to superman's inherent goodness that i'm gonna say it and it's gonna make me sound real fucking weird but like Superman actually makes me want to be a better person, if that makes sense. Mm. He he really does, man. Like he 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 gives me this weird ideal. He's yeah. losing his fucking mind. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not, and I'm not. It's just like, look, man. It's like you could say that you read a book that inspired you and made you, you know, act a certain way. Like if I th- really think about Superman, I want to be more like him. And you know easy. how how good Superman is. <laughs> There was a there was for, for the longest time for decades there were stories about Superboy, you know. Those mm-hmm. kind, he never. I mean, could you imagine a Superboy never using his X-ray vision to look at the, like a pretty girl in class? No, I cannot imagine. Could that. you imagine <laughs> that? Like, like no. that's how that is. That's the be all end all right there. From there's day no, one, there's no other thing that there's nothing else to talk about. He never yeah, did. You're, it. you're absolutely right. <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if I had extra revision, I would like to say that I wouldn't do it. But I mean, I, I just know As a me. young teen, you, how could you? Yeah, I would be like, what the to? fuck's going on here? <laughs> My eyes I would, would only constantly be that. Vision exclusively. Yeah, they would have that weird blue around me all the time. <laughs> be like, oh, he's fucking staring at my mom. <laughs> yeah, Superman to me is, is, is just – I would actually go on to say he's probably my favorite fictional character. Of of all time, yeah. You got the tats. You know you're committed. You know you're you're you don't you're not talking the talk. You're walking the walk. I walk the walk, man. I fucking love this motherfucker. I love him. I got to get a Buddy Bradley tattoo to <laughs> keep up with you guys. <laughs> a yeah. lot of popular choices uh, from BQ there. There's some, yeah. there's some deep pulls. Transmet. Yeah. Spider Jerusalem. Yeah. Spider Jerusalem, even coward, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I don't care what people think about it though, you know? I got I gotta be true to me. <laughs> I mean, personally if I'm going if I were to go with the list of characters that like I recall and like 
liked, you know, uh, reading as a kid, I would have to lean towards you. Oh! Yeah, I would have to lean towards you. Yeah. Swamp Thing Alone. Swamp Thing Alone, yeah. Like, sure. I get it. And that's a great thing about comics. Yep. They're everything to everybody. It's not a competition, bro. Like I, I, not I, at all. I never liked Superman. I've at times again I've 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 really enjoyed Superman books, really enjoyed them, and I can see where he's coming from. But you know, like I said, I always like I said, these characters that the ones I brought up today, there may be five different ones if we were to do this a year from now. Right. That's what right. the beauty and the and how wonderful the world of comics is. Yeah, like reading Superman, like it would give me these weird feelings of wanting to be a better person and I just had to push them down. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Steve, Dave. <laughs>